David letting it go on for a minute. <laughs> I let it go longer than usual. Because I wanted to see if I could cut it off like at the exact right time. That'll be the difference. You'll and you'll have passed the thresh mark, threshold for a copyright strike from Ludacris now. We've, we've gone too long on the thing, so. Ludacris, I mean, Ludacris <laughs> has been like really like kind to us, I think. I don't think we've gotten any like automatic complaints <laughs> from Ludacris. The, the, the artists who have complained the most are Prince still. Um, I don't know, like, we haven't had it in a while, I think. Maybe some, something with Outcast, But the, the artists are more friendly now. Unless you're from Cuba, North Korea, Iran, or uh, there's like four countries where you can't play. Oh my God, we already lost someone. <laughs> Pretty much preamble. I got, I got. I got to stop talking. Down to two guests. We're, we're already boring. <laughs> All right. Well, we can get started. So we are. We are back. We have. We haven't done this in a while, but we are now in the year two thousand six. For our number one spot, run mm-hmm. through the years of one that what one thousand nineteen ninety one through two thousand twenty two. We have we have uh, returning guests Ari and Dave uh, from our I think our 2004 episode I believe, which was definitely one of our more popular episodes I think in the grand scheme of things. So this was like a much like you know people were begging, people were like we need them back, <laughs> and 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 we have another guest. I don't know where he went. But. While 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 we're awaiting our, our other fifth guest, or I guess fifth participant, but so the question, so I think I asked you, we asked you guys last time about your general music tastes. So we don't need to do that now. But I will ask because I want to kind of go around and I think this question becomes more like, you know, interesting as we go along. But like in the year 2006, what were you listening to? Like what were your music tastes like? You know, how would you define? So we were all in, I think we said freshman year of high school. So, all right, we got Chris back. Um, so so what, how would we define each of our like music tastes in the year 2006? Who wants to start us off? I can start just because I don't have a good answer. I want to get out of the way. I, Because if you had asked me ahead of this, like ahead of listening to these number ones, I would have said I was listening to like mainstream top 40 radio and then when I started looking at this list I was like wait no mostly song like I knew most of them but I definitely wasn't listening that much so I think I got my memory wrong I think I must have started listening to kind of older stuff around this time like going through one of several different Beatles phases I had uh definitely picking up more music from you David and our mutual friend and former guest Jonathan I'm trying to think what that actually meant and I don't I know Jonathan's probably getting me to listen to a lot of Green Day and Red Hot Chili Peppers uh which I I was was a Chili Peppers he was okay okay I couldn't remember the divide there so you you were getting into Chili Peppers and Jonathan was getting me into Green Day and I don't know I feel like maybe I wasn't listening to a ton of music around now I don't know why I was definitely in my classic rock phase like discovering my dad's CDs and being like I know about Queen like I'm the coolest person in this high school that and like Switchfoot and no pop, and like anti-pop because it meant that I was like lame and mainstream and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. So, so when 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 you were out for a second, so I I'd mentioned that you know because Dave and 
Ari had been on the pod before and had kind of discussed their general music tastes, you know, as they stand now. Um, but then, you know, now we're talking about kind of where they were at the time. So like Chris, what do you say like is, is like classic rock and rock in general, is that still kind of what you gravitate to or has it uh, th- These days, um, it's a lot more of like the indie electronic type stuff. It's become like, it's so hard to even say what genre is anything anymore. Um, music is so intersectional. So it's like, I, I've even stopped asking people like what kind of music, just like, who do you listen to? Or, or like what to, if they have, a, if they name a band, I'll say, what does it sound like? As opposed to like, what genre is it? It just, it's impossible. Um, yeah. 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 Give yeah, us so a band, Chris. Oh, I mean, dude, just today I was listening to some new Asher Roth. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, what? Did you know he's still making music? No. New Asher. <laughs> Bro, what? Yeah, you've been sleeping on him since like 2009. I mean, he's yeah. like, he's a song called Get Out. It's all about leaving the city, which is very appropriate for me. I like him leaving New York in three weeks for the, the mountains. And it's like a vibe. The song, it's like not even Asher. You wouldn't even know it's Asher Roth. Um, you should go check it out. It's called Get Out. Isn't he? Isn't he from like? Is he from like Denver or one of those places? He's got to be. He he sings about growing and smoking weed all the time, like. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I I feel like with like Asher Roth. There's sometimes these like kind of like artists who like. I mean, this is kind of what I think like Mac Miller was becoming. Not not to say that they're the same person just because they're both like white rappers or whatever, but like, where like. Mac Miller kind of started as like this like frat boy, you know, rapper and like kind of like silly. And then like it seemed like he was becoming more like eclectic and like respected or whatever. And like so it wouldn't it wouldn't like have surprised me if you were to tell me like, oh yeah, Asher Roth now is like making like weird, like interesting stuff. And it's funny because he, he <laughs> seems to understand like what he was back in the day, like in one of his newer songs I was listening to. I listened to a few new ones on Shuffle. And uh, he mentions like uh do something crazy which I believe was from I Love College. Oh, yeah. um, it's just like, I think part of the bridge in the song. And he like references it as like, it's not him anymore or something. Like he, he understands like who he used to be. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah, growth for Asher. Good for Asher. Ari, what were your music, what was your music identity in, in freshman year of high school? I think I was listening to like Rise Against and maybe against me and rancid some of that kind of stuff um hey weren't you into mischief for around this time chris as well i feel like it was a little early for that i feel like that was sophomore or junior year also i have a distinct against me memory ari of you because we were walking in the hallway and i i mentioned against me but i pronounced it against me and you're like it's against me <laughs> it's, not, it's not punk if you emphasize the second word. You gotta emphasize the first. I like still remember it. And I still every time I say it, I make sure not to say it against me. Against me. It's against me. I love against me. You idiot. <laughs> you moron. Yeah. So so like it seems like I mean, yeah. I mean, I I, I think. I, I would say like I'm kind of in the same line of things as like starting to gravitate towards like rock music, but like kind of like stuff that wasn't necessarily like happening right at the moment rock. Um, right. 
but with that being said, so, so 2006 is a particularly kind of memorable year for me, like music wise, just because it was kind of the period where I was like really discovering certain bands and like bands that I became obsessed with for a little while. Like I, as, as Will already mentioned, like I, by this time was becoming like a, you know, humongous Red Hot Chili Peppers fans. Like that's all I listened to. Like, you know, I went to a concert, like, it, at the end of the year I think and it was like my first big concert you know and it was the first one where I was like like this is the concert I want to go to and then um and you know they had a big album you know Stadium Arcadium came out this year and so like listening to that and then kind of going back and listening to the old stuff like maybe also discovered like bands like Pearl Jam and mm. like a bunch of 90s like you know Smashing Pumpkins and stuff like that so it was like which like kind of shaped my music taste going forward a lot but it was like I, I think it definitely in the same veins what you guys are saying like I think in a lot of ways it was also kind of a like unconscious thing of like I don't want to listen to like the radio anymore like I want to be like mm-hmm. you know different even though like you know the bands I mentioned are like pretty huge like so and and they were still current like you know Pearl Jam album that came out that year too so um yeah it was definitely like moving to like a different direction for me that year I even remember like on the bus one time, like railing against, I was like everything on like, on like the pop stations these days sounds the same. Like I discovered what the entire point of pop music basically (laughs) when I was 16 or 15. Um, Yeah, that was, that was the start of the angst for sure. You're all angsty, angsty for starting high school and being at the bottom of the totem pole. Definitely. Dave, were you in the same like vein as, I was a little bit different. I think I was more into like the, the Southern, I was discovering like Southern rap more so like with like T.I. coming out and well, I guess he was out a while before that beforehand, but like he was like pumping out a lot of stuff and, and like the whole like snapping movement uh, that was like really, this is like maybe the peak of the, the whole, the whole, or maybe it was starting to like come down. And so I was like starting to really get into like music that you could just really have fun and dance to more. So I mentioned that I, I mean I, I just I just like music that I can dance to so like the whole like a lot of like like a lot of the Sean Paul songs I think I was listening to Rihanna stuff like anything that was like you know it was like really really fun like to just like I don't know dance so you you're maybe you're maybe connected more than like is that the sound um you're maybe more connected to like the zeitgeist maybe than the rest of us in some ways or at least some some of these songs okay i was also listening to what was on like madden Uh, of the year (laughs) like whatever they put on madden that year or Or like like mvp baseball yeah whatever racing game i was playing at the time that was that was like spotify back then that was like my discover weekly mvp 05 great soundtrack (laughs) all those madden games great soundtracks I'm also realizing this is right around the, the the Doctor Who revival. So as a freshman in high school, I think a lot of my music was coming from like fan videos of Doctor Who montages and whatever oh, songs shit. they put on. <laughs> well, embracing its British background. David, if you remember my reaching a peak. Uh, my that band trip where I fell asleep with Carbon Leafs, what about everything just playing on on repeat? <laughs> That was from a Doctor Who video, I remember. <laughs> but they're not British, are they? No, it's just, you know, people yeah. pick out songs. Like, I hear them that I hadn't heard before, and I get obsessed with them. 
Yeah, you had a very different, in, in a good way, like, I feel like unique music tastes, like, apart from the obvious, like, you know, rejecting mainstream music or whatever. Um, so we can, let's get us started. So, um, so we are in the year 2006. Um, so what we'll do, uh, as we always do, is kind of go through the number ones first and offer our thoughts and then kind of wrap it up and see like, what is the year 2006 in music? Like where, you know. Any, any, uh, any noticeable things happen in the year 2006? Oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you as we go along. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it, uh, according to Wikipedia, it, uh, it's the seventh year of the 2000s. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll tell, I mean, it's good to have some like context for these songs, I feel like. So like when we go through, I'll tell you some things that happen. We don't need to do it for everyone, but David, I, find I see anything interesting. The most depressing news items of the year. David, we'll we, we, Wikipedia's years list like emphasizes really depressing stuff, but maybe that just means that like that's what happens every year. So, um, but we will start now. So uh, we're starting the uh, with January seventh. I think this is the only week because this doesn't. I don't believe this ended two thousand five, but January seventh, two thousand six. We have Mariah Carey with. Her song, don't forget about us. Maybe I must confess, we were bigger than anything. Remember us ever best, and don't forget about late nights, laying in the dark and waking up beside my arms, boy. You always be in my heart, and I can see it in your eyes, still want it, so don't forget about us. So I think some context too. So we, we talked a lot in our last episode about We Belong Together because that was such a huge hit. And this is from the same album. So this is after that. Um, I think this is her last. This might be her last ever one that we talked about. I would have to double check, which is, you know, she said, I think probably more number one songs than anyone we've talked about at this point. But how do we feel about uh the one week wonder that is don't forget about us two weeks it did finish up five okay yeah. okay so we did maybe talk about it a little bit yeah i mean i forgot about them oh wow <laughs> i i actually did not remember this song did i'm curious who here actually knew this song i i did I, it sounds familiar especially when she got into like the faster part but would be able to tell you by name what it was it sounded familiar to me, but like David, I had forgotten we talked about this in our last episode. Yeah. So it might just sound familiar listening to it a month ago with David. Yeah, I think, I mean, so my thought, like, I, I brought up We Belong Together just because, like, I think that's probably the one song from this period that, like, of hers that, like, everyone remembers, I guess, to some degree, just because it was such a big song. Um, and then this song, like, I don't know, it's just, like, yeah, it's not as memorable, but it also just seems like a like a carbon copy almost. Like mm -hmm. like the same like you know kind of ballady thing with like maybe a slightly more interesting production, but like yeah, no, I I, I of like the songs that I because I you know do remember the song, but like it's not nearly I think as memorable as some of the other 
songs on this list, but yeah, I was, also, say, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just it, but obviously like spoiler alert, but like once you go through once you get through all of them, I feel like this really stands out <laughs> like genre wise. Like it, it really defies the year a little bit. Like it's a it's kind of an outlier. Like it, it maybe some mm-hmm. of the Beyonce songs, but like it. I don't know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely kind of like a not a relic of the past, but yeah, like this is kind of our comeback. So like, but it's definitely not what is defining this year. Yeah, well, it actually reminded me a lot of Confessions, like okay. that whole album. And Jermaine Dupree actually was a songwriter on this track. So it makes sense. This is two years before. Yeah, Jermaine Dupree's writing high. All right, so we transition to uh, truly a one-hit wonder for the year. <laughs> for the, uh, January 14th, 2006, we have... I believe the only song uh, that reached number one for this group, D4L, uh, from their album called Down, <laughs> Down for Life. Uh, and the song is called Laffy Taffy. And I'll play the explicit version. We didn't hear any of the verses, but I think the chorus is probably the most important part. <laughs> Although it gets, it gets pretty explicit. Like, it's it, it was a lot more explicit than I remember. I guess hearing it on the radio, you don't really get the whole thing, but... As far as this list is concerned, this is, like, the opposite of Mariah Carey. Like, there's so much Atlanta hip-hop on this year. It's, like, and this is, like, you just, you know it immediately. Like, what is it? I'm not, like, smart enough musically to know, but, like, some of that, like, that rubber band sound in the back, like, doom, 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 like, that plucky sound. It's yeah. just so, like, um, what's the word? Like, identifiable. Ecotus, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's that snap, too. Dave, that you were talking about, like, snaps and stuff. Yeah. I love this song. This song is so fun. Uh, it's so simple. Uh, the first verse, uh, Fabo, I think his name is. And <laughs> he's like, I want to da-da-da. Oh, because he's so, it's so funny. And the Jolly Rancher line, I don't know. It's such a silly song. I don't know what they had to clear with Mars. I don't know who owns the last part. <laughs> but uh, yeah, do you think- I, think, I think it was a mutual relationship. I mean, mutual girls for the both of them. Um, I almost, I almost had this song in my top five, but I had, uh, but um, nah, this is this is a song they still play at like weddings. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna play this. You're gonna hear this song at like random functions. Like people, people shake that laughing taffy. I don't know. Very different. I don't know. People are still shaking that laughing taffy. I don't know about y'all. Sixteen years later, I'm just like no one has. I don't know. So I think. Laffy Taffy is an eternal song. Like you, I, I don't know. This this song, everyone knows this song. Everyone has heard this song. It's not like we belong together. People know this song. It is a damn shame it wasn't longer, like uh, uh, number one, I, but whatever. That's all I had to say. I had to get that out. My notes say this is like the one song I'm sure I have not heard. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. I don't know. Where if I was you? Living under well, a rock yeah, you were what? listening. You were listening to like, 
you know, uh, Eleanor Rigby, like on repeat. So, oh, no. yeah, my, my phase of just finding songs I like and just listening to them, single song repeat over and over again. I don't think we heard it on this sample that you played, David, but like there's this great refrain in it of like Candy Girl. It's just like it's so, it's so, it's such a choice to put it in the song that it's the song starts. Yeah. When you play, when you play the song from the beginning, like when you start from Fabo's verse, like, it, it starts it starts a whole different way because the jolly rancher line it like it, it's a it's a whole different song in the game because towards the end with shawty low and the other people it's like yeah it hit the same at the beginning like it's like, like the R&B so hard, and it just goes down so, so yeah i mean this is like so, so the way i the way i th- i've thought of this and and I'll, I'll also just say like and again this is in retrospect part of my just like you know gotta reject what's popular phase of you know being in high school or whatever but like this is like and I still I don't know like I I don't really listen to like this type of you know hip-hop music much but like or go back and listen to it but I can appreciate that's just like a silly fun song um um but like at the time I would have been like this is the dumbest shit ever and like I would have been like so negative about it and so like self-serious about it um it is a dumbest shit ever it is yeah it's dumb but it's fun like but like no one shakes lappy taffy like I don't even know like like (laughs) like like, like, actually just shake it doesn't make sense like what are you doing I don't know so go ahead no you're right you're right you're still right yeah but but i think of this is like so so the way like i i've always thought of this period in my mind is like is like the ringtone rap thing um because mm. i can like remember like you know those like ring you know, like how big ringtones were yeah, you know yeah, sure. like that yeah. was such a thing mm. and like yeah. it like i don't know i i think it'd probably be unfair to like assume that like this music was made for ringtones like that's like the thing in mind but like it is like is rolling around in their grave (laughs) like but like it it was like such a like interesting phase of like you know these like really simple like beats and just like these like silly like novelty yeah but but i'm looking on wikipedia because again that's where i learn everything and so it labels this as snap music which makes sense it says also known as ringtone rap or snap rap Oh. And saying, and saying it was derived from crunk, which we discussed in 2004. It's crunk so like, thing. and that makes sense. Like, I guess yeah. it's like a lot of southern groups, um, D4L, Dem Franchise Boys, uh, uh, young young jock. He's from Virginia. Uh, boy, of course. So, uh, also, 2006. This is um, the year that Outkast released their last album together. Oh yeah, talking about southern yeah. rap. So that's kind of like the end of one era, maybe ushering in. So, although D4L actually disbanded in two thousand six. Yeah, they, they, they burned pretty hot. It was like two thousand three, I think. I saw they started. They tried to go solo. <clears throat> Can um, we agree that Laffy Taffy is a bottom tier candy, or is that controversial? <laughs> I I agree, but I won't. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't there be like little? Wouldn't there be like little riddles on them? That sounds right. Oh, like jokes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, very silly rap music from the period. Um, although again, I I don't want to be unfair. Please correct me if I'm like you know being uh, condescending with my comments here. But 
January 2nd, or January 22nd to January 28th, two weeks to number one, we have Nelly featuring Paul Wall, who we've heard before, and Allie and Gip, who I don't think we've heard from yet. Uh, and the song is called Grills with a Z. Nicely, in my white tee, on South Beach, in my wife beat, BBS studded. You can tell when they cut it. You see, my grandmama hate it, but my little mama love it. Cause when I open up your mouth, your grill gleaming. I stand up from the chief end. I got a grill, I call penny candy. You know what that means? It look like now. Later, some drops, jelly beans. I wouldn't leave it for nothing. Only a crazy man would. So if you catch me in your city, somewhere out in your hood, just say, Smile for me, I want to get a little bit to the chorus. Let you see my what? (laughs) (laughs) Eat himself. Crazy. Um. Yeah, grills. (laughs) (laughs) With a Z. With a Z. Yeah. According, it's it's so so one of the the songwriters that are listed for this include. Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, um, because I, I, it 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 contains uh, "Soldier" by uh, Destiny's Child as part of it. No way! I could kind of hear it. I guess yeah, which makes sense to me. Um, Yeah, but yeah, this and this might be the last, maybe the last we hear from Nelly. I'm I'm probably wrong about that, but (laughs) maybe, maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, speaking of like, what a you know, a moment in time with like kind of the grills phase of like popular culture. And Am I right? Or of course Paul Wall like has to be on the song. Um yeah, this is such a this is a fun I mean like I like I, I think at the time I would I would have been a little like biased in favor of the song because I grew up loving Nelly so much. Um although by this period I was probably not listening to him as much, but like you know, again, it's like it's such a stupid song, but it's, it's fun, you know, like and the beat's kind of cool, like you know, the kind of heavy bass, like it's kind of made for like mm-hmm. blasting in a car. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I like this a lot more than I remembered liking it at the time. Like you did, I I love Nelly's first two albums and I kind of dropped off and I don't really know why. I don't remember kind of a decision or or disliking a singles. But this song it's just a lot more fun than I remembered it being. The beat's cool. And it's just funny, like, I haven't seen the music video, but I hope it's just, like, him holding up a jewelry store and just, like, standing there while they make him a full, you know, like, custom-made grill for his, like, it's just a funny idea, and I like it. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, I was thinking about that. The song starts with Rob the Jewelry Store telling him to make me a grill. <laughs> like, in what universe is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible premise. I mean, it probably takes a while. Like, you know, you can't just get it done in like, you know, a few minutes. I don't know. It's got to fit your teeth, right? Got to fit your teeth. Yeah. It's got to fit your mouth. I feel like you get the grill made and then when you pick it up, you rob the jewelry store. (laughs) Yeah. You already have the grill. No, this is, this this feels like around the time when you did have a lot more bass and like subwoofers in, in cars and stuff. And like, music's been made to fill like the space where you listen to it forever right? like concert halls and classical music like a bunch of bass started coming in and that that you know was kind of the precursor to, like in your headphones like beats by Dre and stuff <clears throat> does anyone have a favorite lyric from the song 
but it do, baby. It's the I. I mean, Paul Walls versus Paul. Oh. I got my mouth looking something like a crystal ball. I mean, I think it's cool. I might cause a cold front if I take a deep breath. Paul's. I think, in my opinion, Paul Wall had the best verse in the song. But I, um, it's a fun song. I liked it way more back in the day than I do now. The song's kind of corny now, but like, <laughs> I like. What does that? What's that? In, what's that deep breath line mean? <laughs> I might cause a cold front if I take it because there's so much ice in my. Oh, mouth. oh yeah, I do like that. Uh, one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, over my head. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it it was a it was a fun song. It's cool, you know. Talk because I think is that when grills started really being popular, like just people putting like ice in their mouths. Or I guess people always always had gold teeth, but as far as like actual sets, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what really like, you know, really started like really really blowing up. But I don't know. It's a cool song back then now it's so so corny i'm ready for girls to come back it's that time of the fashion cycle right? yeah but they'll still like they'll just it wouldn't i don't know i guess you can make a song about girls but like not like that anymore like no no i think you still see grills sometimes like yeah oh yeah for sure like yeah yeah there's this guy down in Texas that makes uh, Johnny Dang. I think he's like a Vietnamese guy. He makes oh, films. yeah, yeah. I've seen some of the, seen him on TikTok. Yeah. Paul Wall is the picture for the Wikipedia page on Grill. <laughs> no, but yeah, and that's the thing. Like, he, I, I think, and again, I, I think we all appreciate Paul Wall to an extent, just because, like, like, I think, who else would you associate more with, like, Grills than him? Yeah. Is there any, like... There's no, like, other artists I think about that's, like, oh, he's, like, directly, like, you know, associated with that. But, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was, like, a bigger Houston thing, too. I guess, like, Mike's... Was little John? Was little John doing grills? He had grills, right? I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I think he had a grill, too. I... <coughs> but that's the thing, like, like Nelly wasn't, right. like, you know, Nelly probably just hopped on the trend, and, like, you know, I would never think of, like, Nelly as, like, being the person who's, like, you know? Like, yeah. He's, he's trying to catch on with Paul Wall. It's not the it's the opposite of what it should be. There, there are so I just looked up the lyrics. There are so many good lines in this. Open my mouth and you see more carrots than a salad. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he says, uh, "Call me George Foreman." Obviously, I have the George Foreman line in there with the grills. That's what I'm saying. Like Paul Wall versus crazy. <laughs> got got a bill in my mouth like I'm Hillary Rodham. Oh my god! Like that is pretty forward thinking. To like I don't know like that's not a. And that's not a thing you would imply. I feel like in hip hop in two, early two thousands. Oh, but the thing is, it there's a uh, um, one of my favorite lines that I have to not think about. So it's obviously one of my favorite lines, but is is much later. It's that song "Every Girl" by Young Money, and yeah. there's a line about Hillary Rodham in that too. That's like, you know, it, it's all just like you know. I, I mean, it's in you know, especially now we can say it's like it's a, like a super sexist line, but it's always like the same like meaning of like. You know, like him sucking Bill's dick or whatever. Like, or I guess it's not. It's not even that. It's like you know, her just like sucking dick, basically. So, yeah, but, he says it though. It's a weird play on words for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> sucking Bill. Got a dick. bill in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got a bill. In my mouth. <laughs> yeah, like, like, his friends are like. That. Friends are like you sucking Bill Clinton's dick. Like, like, like are, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure about that, Paul? <laughs> He's like, nah. We're gonna keep that line. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It also uh, feels like it should be Monica Lewinsky, but probably yeah, right. Right. doesn't rhyme with bottom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard to ride with Lewinsky. 
<laughs> so we, we transitioned from Grails to a song that was number one for five weeks, February 4th through March 4th, 2006. We have Check On It. This is Beyonce featuring two Houston rappers, Bun B and Slim Thug. I ain't got no reason, I'm sure that I can please you But first I gotta read you Oh boy, you're looking like you like what you see Won't you come over and check up on it I might let you work up on it Ladies, let them check up on it Watch it while he check up on it Tip it, pop it, talk it, stop it, check on me tonight Oh boy, you're looking like you like what you see Won't you come over and check up on it I might let you work up on it Ladies, let them check up on it Watch it while he check up on it Tip it, pop it, talk it, stop it, check on me tonight so I, I, I want to mention before I forget, in my, in my head, I'd always, like, associated, going back and listening to this, I'm like, oh, wasn't this, like, connected to, like, a movie of some kind? And my first thought was, oh, it's the Austin Powers movie. But that's not true. Um, she had another song that was, like, from Austin Powers. This is from the Pink Panther movie. What? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I remember the music video was all pink. And so there you go. It was the Pink Panther remake. Mm-hmm which everyone remembers from 2006. Which I remember liking, but apparently terribly received. I don't know how Steve Martin could blow it as Inspector Clouseau. It sounds fun. Sounds like something you would like back then, too. Yeah. Who remembers this song really well? <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I mean, like, I, I didn't even know. Like, I don't, I'm not into Beyonce enough to even know it's called Check On It. But like, or check, whatever. <laughs> I didn't forget the title. But like, uh, I just always stuck with the line, like, you can look at it as long as you don't grab it. Yeah. But no yeah, hard I mean, feelings. I was surprised it was number one for several weeks. Because, I, I mean, I remember it, but it's, like, not as memorable of her big hits. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, kind of, I don't want to say, like, consensus, but I feel like that's, like, you know, if you were to ask the general public to like name the most famous Beyonce songs, like they would never name this. Um, mm-hmm. And I was trying to think why, and like, cause it, I, I, I like the song, like it's got a, you know, really cool hook and like, um, you know, it's just a fun song. And then uh, it also said like, the other, my, my other thought was like, it's, it sounds like the song that like Beyonce would never make now. Like it's so poppy. And so like mm-hmm. the lyrics are just so like, you know, uh, I don't know, like something that like anyone else could sing. Um, Her the Wikipedia for the song says that Beyonce does not like the song. Really? Okay. <laughs> it's too simple and not catchy. Damn. I mean, you know, I feel like the chorus is catchy, even though I like had forgotten about this song. I really like the chorus of this song. You, you know I what? Don't... I'm not gonna. No, no, you go. All right, so I was thinking like this is probably the period, the point where like where Beyonce just starting to become like so big to where no matter what song she puts out, it's just gonna be number one regardless, you know? Because this is her trans maybe transitioning from the Destiny's Child into like here on Beyonce, I'm gonna drop a random album, and then it's all the songs are number one for the rest of the year, and that's it. Oh, you know, and so it's like I'm not sure if this is like the beginning of like whatever Beyonce does, it just becomes gold. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's just. That, and that's why I check up check up on it just kind of blew up because it's like oh Beyonce it's just Beyonce. Yeah, there's definitely something about this, like an artist being so big at a certain point that like any song will like you know they release any single like because I I think that was the same thing with the Mariah Carey song was like 
you know, even though yeah. it wasn't maybe her best song, like it was after, you know, she had a huge hit. So, yeah, um, yeah no, it's a, it's a, like, yeah, I, I, I like this. I mean, I won't spoil it, but like it's completely overshadowed to me by another song we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I feel like this song is a good example of kind of a through line for me in the year that so many of the songs in 2006 or so many of these number ones I feel like are just missing a killer bridge. Like uh, this song, instead of a bridge, is kind of like the Young Thug verse, which I feel like doesn't add a lot. And I feel like if if it's just like Beyonce just went off and kind of like showed off with some vocal runs, which she does a little bit, but it's in the background. I feel like that could have elevated the song to maybe a more memorable Beyonce track. Yeah, that's a good point, Well, The song also begins with the Slim Thug. Yeah. doing like a half verse like right away which i thought was kind of a strange choice like okay what slim thug <laughs> i also just want to say i i love slim thug. like i i could I, like i love his like the tone of slim thug's voice like on this on like you know still tipping like, yeah, yeah. like like i just love the tone of his voice he has such like a, like a cool deep voice like i can listen to him you know narrate stuff and I feel like he's not, I don't know, like, I, I assume he's still around, but I feel like he kind of disappeared a little bit. But he was, you know, pretty big at this point. Um, so March 11th, only one week in number one, surprisingly, at least to me. Uh, a, little, a little bit of a transition away from the last few songs, but we have the first and only number one hit for James Blunt. It's uh, called You're Beautiful by James Blunt. Of Adam Shaw She smiled at me on the subway She was with another man But I won't lose no sleep on that Cause I've got a plan You're beautiful You're beautiful You're beautiful It's true I saw your face In a crowded the mumbly background we're all resolving the melody like in our heads <laughs> i mean the melody is memorable you know the simple catchy melody Dude, i just remember when this song came out like i was like i what the fuck is this song i've never heard a song yeah. like this <laughs> like ever like i've never heard a voice like this what it was so hard not to keep listening to it it's like an earworm because it's so unique I think the song has kind of been like, I think when it came out, like, I don't, you know, I don't remember like the moment I first heard the song or anything, but I think when it came out, it was like pretty like well acclaimed, you know, like critics liked it. And then it, I guess, just got so big. And like now it's like, I feel like kind of seen as like a joke, you know, I don't know. Like, totally, I, I'm totally. sure there's still people who like earnestly like the song, but mm-hmm. um, no, I agree. Like, it, it really it was like, like what is this because it's like you know it's a ballad like it's and there's a million you know like it's a really it's really the big of a difference between like james blunt and like ed sheeran in the grand scheme of things like you know these like kind of like sensitive like british male like balladeers or whatever um but i don't know this i I can't do this song anymore like it like it it it, it got like (laughs) it's so dumb like (laughs) It was everywhere. Oh, I mean, like, it, to me, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was everywhere. 
what stood out to me was how um like how nice it was like it's like this nice boy with a cardigan sweater that he's talking about fucking hi that, that <laughs> like caught that me by surprise that yeah. f-bomb that he drops in there i was like whoa he's talking about okay. being fucking high yeah. it just threw me for such a loop <laughs> yeah really like he was like how do i write into the song that i can sing falsetto and show off my range <laughs> So, would anyone say they're like a fan of this? I mean, or or was this anyone my, a fan of the song like at the time? This is my karaoke song to this mm. day. Is this is really? like if I no. oh yeah, I I need to hear you sing it next time we do karaoke. <laughs> yeah, I'll just look at the lyrics. The fucking high is crazy. Like it's such a choice. <laughs> yeah. like, like out of nowhere not just to say that he's high but to like hard like fucking in the song like it's it so takes you out of the i don't know in some ways the lyricism you're just like wow <laughs> that's why ed sheeran would never do that <laughs> that's the difference i yeah i feel like ed sheeran sometimes you know, like you know he tries to be edgy he yeah. tries like because he got all those tattoos yeah but <laughs> <laughs> this is 2006 like weed was still weed is still weed um i i also remember this music video particularly well like it's just like him like in like a rate in like in the rain and it's like a really big close-up of his, of his face so i guess they're trying to you know make him into like a you know like a, a, a what do you call it like you know just just kind of you know showing off his looks and everything and then but then it's like he like takes off his clothes and then like takes off his shoes and then just like jumps into like like off a cliff and like that's a music video and that always stuck with me i was like wait what did he just like kill himself or something but uh that that i don't know i don't know if that had an impact on the song itself being popular but i i always remembered seeing that and like it was also just like oh like wait, wait what like what, what's going on what you said that was the I music like- video yeah yeah, he has. A, I mean, the line in here in the first verse where he says, "Like, I won't lose sleep on that because I've got a plan." Like, What's this oh, wow. plan? That's dark. Yeah, very ominous. It's a very <laughs> ominous plan. <laughs> yeah. about and I guess the plan is to be really high when he sees her next, and <laughs> the high bar just totally. It. Yeah, it just changes the song completely. Just some dude like, yeah. like she's hot, and like just keeps. <laughs> okay, so I was actually reading up about this, and apparently. The song, this is a quote from James Blunt in Time Magazine. Okay. It's not the song that people think it is. It's about this guy who's high as a kite stalking someone else's girlfriend and should be locked up and put in prison. But people think, ah, he's a sweet romantic. If you think that's what romance is, then I think you're pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I believe it. Like, I, I, I believe from the lyrics that, like, he made it to be like a, you know, like it's not like super, you know, it's not meant to be. I don't know, seen as like this like pretty ballad. But I wonder like what he felt when it became probably I mean it probably became like a wedding song, you know, like probably still is like a first dance song in some oh I'm sure it is. Yeah. I feel like this it's... kind of whiny-ish voice has it's been pretty impactful. I feel like you hear it a lot, especially kind of like indie rock still to this day. And maybe mm. there are early examples that I am not thinking of, but I can't think of any at least. At least anything we covered in this podcast with kind of a male nasally voice like this. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know if they were influenced by it, but like of Monsters and Men has a pretty kind of nasally quality and they have some ballads that are pretty like, where their voice, like the voice flips into like their head voice kind of falsetto a little bit. Yeah, and I don't mean that as a criticism because I, no, it's my great. wife's always not getting the music I like. She's like, God, you just sound so whiny. I'm like, that's what I like. <laughs> I, think, I think there's something about like, if we were to look it up, I think there's something about like, you know at some certain frequency you know every few years like there's like a you know there's gonna be like a you know sensitive like british white male like singer songwriter who will have like a big hit that like won't necessarily be like you know representing what's happening in other songs but like like that i don't know like what it is like a novelty or whatever for like americans like that seems to always like come back like i think, that, I think what, a good counter example of this being a first is connor ober's I feel like uh, like Bright Eyes mm. kind of had a similar thing going on. A lot of the the emo music at that time had the kind of similar similar sounding voice. This this was the emo period. So, yeah. um, so we we moved to uh, March eighteenth and March twenty fifth. Uh, the I believe debut single for Neo, and the song is called "So Sick" by Neo. And I'm stronger than this, yeah. Enough is enough. No more walking around with my head down. I'm so over being blue, crying over you. And I'm so sick of love songs, so tired of tears, so done with wishing you are still here. Said I'm so sick of love songs, so sad and slow. So why can't I? Yeah, Neo, so sick. Ari, Ari is along. <laughs> that vocoder, man, that whatever that is, you know. Is the song meant to be like super ironic that he like made a so a slow like sad song? Yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, what? I, I don't get it. I mean, he's like complaining about love songs. He's wow, like so like, sick of. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. and it all sounds like a love song. Yeah, and he says, "So, so why? Wait, he says, why do? What's the last line? So why do, do? Why do I turn on the radio? Why can't I turn off the radio? Why can't I turn off? So it's like after a breakup, and the love songs make him sick, but right, he can't but get himself to turn it off. And then he also wrote a love song about that. <laughs> yeah, that he made one. <laughs> The song's yeah. also a great time capsule for like technology of the 2006. He talks about like voicemail, like an answering machine and uh, radio. <laughs> oh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. Like he, you know, calling someone's voicemail just to hear their voice. <clears throat> so um, this song got very positive reviews from contemporary critics. Uh, a review from contactmusic.com said that his vocal rendition is, quote, stunning while complimenting the Stargate production, defying it as a, quote, melodic masterpiece. So this is pretty well regarded. Um, I really, I, I think this is a really good song. <laughs> like, I, I, like I, I liked it when it came out just because it was like, it, it's, a, it's like a very simple, like, love song. Like, the, there's not that much happening in the production, you know? But it's like, kind of modern enough that like, it doesn't sound like, it's not like such a huge throwback or whatever, but um yeah and like I, I i think i remember the time like he was also you know he, he wrote a bunch of other big songs like he wrote martin let me love you by mario which i didn't know at the time 
and he wrote like stuff for like Beyonce but um so like I think when he came up it was like oh like you know this is the guy who's like written all these other hits and so I guess I like that when you know I heard the song but I don't know I think it's just a, like a really nice like kind of timeless song apparently a series of remixes which i want to check out one that features ll cool j uh and samples michael jackson's human nature another with uh the lead singer from fallout boy doing the singing and one that features tupac somehow (laughs) (laughs) i can't i can't really imagine a single one of those but i want to check them out and one with jay-z you didn't say yeah i even yeah didn't even mention the jay-z one i'm i'm curious too I just, I mean, was this, wait, this was Neo's breakout hit, right, or something like that? Yeah, definitely his first number one. Yeah, all right, this was, I mean, it's a cool, cool song. Uh, I don't, I don't know, I I just wanted something to add. (laughs) Dude, there's so many number ones this year. There's like 20 number ones, and like a lot of one-hit wonders. Not Neo, but a lot of of first-time number ones. This is uh yeah, this is Neo's only number one solo hit. I mean, he had other hits. He had a number two. He had Because of You. That's next year. Oh, and Closer. That's a good song. Uh, yeah. Song. Um. So. No. Any final thoughts on Neo? We can keep moving because we have a lot. I should stop like forcing out these comments. Um, April 1st, April 1st, we have the return of, I'm not stalling because I'm typing in the song. We are, we had the return of Sean Paul from his new album called The Trinity. This is called Temperature. this podcast has oh, made yeah. me appreciate sean paul so much more than He's i ever so did good. Same, it's just same. it's so oh, refreshing God. every and time he comes shows up on the podcast it's just so refreshing compared to everything else we've listened to and it's just so fun and yeah it's just god it just makes you want to dance I can't even I can't even sing along to it because it's like pretty much all in like a Jamaican patois. Like I have no idea except for the hook and like you can be the pop. We don't want to be a pop, but you can be a mom. That's like the only line I could tell out of the verses. <laughs> even, even like I'm looking up the lyrics, I had no idea he's mentioning yam, steam fish, or green banana in the in the song. I don't think anybody here knew either, but uh, it's so good. This is by far my favorite of the year so far. Oh yeah. No, I, I, the one thing I'll say is I'll, um, at the time I thought Sean Paul songs were like generally annoying, probably just because like I did like, you know, they're everywhere partially, but like, I agree with Will and that like, it's super refreshing to go back and listen to him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like a, like such a cool change of pace and just like a sound that he's completely like, just, you know, create, I mean, not created, but like, you know, He's like the representative of so much of it, like in what we hear. Yeah, so. right. 
no, it's it's I and, and this song in particular, I'll say like I really love listening to it now. Like, which uh, at the time I did not like the song. Now I like it. It is just like such a refreshing like, you know. It just like it does what it wants. You know, does what it's trying to do like so well. So mm-hmm. I think I was interrupting someone. I really, I really like this song. This was the one that almost made my top five. Uh, I, I too am like Chris. Even I don't know why it was. It's just, it's just a fun song to dance to. Oh, fuck. But I don't know what the fuck he's saying, and you know, and but I really enjoy the song. And thank you, Will, for mentioning that because Sean Paul was smashing the billboard up all up and down in the early 2000s. So like, you're right. Like it's refreshing. I forgot that like, you know, he was a hit maker, like, and uh, he was consistent for a while, you know? So good for Sean Paul. I really, I really, really like this song. Uh, I think the video is cool too. Cause they'll be like switch different temperatures at one moment. They're like something really warm. And then one moment they're like wearing like Eskimo booty shorts, dancing and shit. Like I, I think that's how it went. But yeah, no, nah, no, nah, nah. This this was a fun song, up and down. It's hard to really be mad at it. And this is another one that's gonna be up there with like you might hear it, you might hear a little laffy taffy, you know, it might come on before or after laffy taffy. Also, <laughs> you keep thinking laffy taffy's gonna be played at a wedding. I mean, maybe uh, maybe I don't know, but also, what other Jamaican artists are like that well known in the mainstream? Yeah, I was gonna say that it's yeah. interesting. Like he has all these hits and there's no kind of you know nobody seems to be trying to follow his trend or, or at least is yeah, able to follow I, his trend into I a think u.s top 40 well, sean we, paul we, really we brought talk about some a little bit but yeah but well no, I, I mean, like i think actually maybe when we like i think it was either 2003 or 2004 like there were like some artists that like maybe would be considered like one in wonders now but but they're like lower on the, they weren't like number one you know like quite that big but i think there was some stuff but yeah i think definitely like sean paul was like you know, by far, like, the biggest in terms of, you know, like, mainstream crossover. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, and we also had the precursors of, like, white people co-opting, like, Snow and Former and stuff like that that kind of seems like, you know, there's some sort of three-line there, but... <clears throat> yeah. It's not even like he's, like, singing in English. Like, it's he. It's not just like he's from Jamaica and is mainstream. Like, like we'll, we'll, we'll get to Akon in a second. I mean, he's from, like, Senegal, but he's not, like, He's rapping for like an American audience. Like Sean Paul is literally like, I I'm reading the lyrics. And I still can't really understand what it is. The opening uh, line references <laughs> an Italian soccer player who was the, the won the Golden Boot in the 1990 World Cup. And <laughs> like, like so so niche. Like yeah, I, just, I love I love this song so much because it's so different yeah, and it's, it's yeah. You can I just it it sounds so dope. I want to I want to read aloud a, a, just a part of the description of the music video on on Wikipedia. It says finally, I guess this is near the end of the video. Paul at the tanning salon squirting sunscreen centered on summer. There is evident sexual innuendo in the squirting of the lotion from the sunscreen bottles. At the end, Paul raps and is in a club while performing to the song Breakout. I don't know what that means. So yeah, going through the going through the different you know seasons. Uh, on the nose yeah this, this is a great song speaking of uh a uh, change of pace again we go to the number one song for the entire year of 2006 this uh five weeks of number one april 8th to may 6th 
we have Daniel Powder with Bad Day. Um, it's worth mentioning. This is a very uh, when this was number one. This is a very big uh, period for the country of Iran. Uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad uh, successfully produced uranium, and uh, <laughs> April twentieth, uh, Iran announced a deal with Russia involving a joint uranium enrichment firm. Uh, so, so you know, big big period for Iran <laughs> and bad day. Um, yeah. Not just a big deal for Daniel Powder. <laughs> Daniel Powder was not food Was anyone else surprised that this was the number one song of the year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but but kinda, I wasn't that surprised it was a big song. I, I remember it being gigantic. This yeah. is like morning news show kind of like it it, it, it it just is everywhere. It's like you're beautiful. It just gets hugged to death. Like if I just looked at this list and that and didn't know how many weeks everything was the number one you just told me what what was the biggest song of the year i might have said you're beautiful i feel like that just got played so so much and this song i remember well but i don't remember being just everywhere like you're beautiful was i think to kind of uh uh like allude to another song that will come up soon uh i i, I think i don't I, I can't imagine this like the main reason it was so popular but i remember because this was probably like the last year I was watching American Idol at any, you know, frequency. And they would play the song anytime like someone left the show, like it was like the departing song, you know, <laughs> like, kind of stupid. It was, like kind of stupid, but like, whatever. It's like on the nose. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I kind of found myself liking the song more than I thought I would like going back and listening to it. Like, you know, it's just kind of got like a pretty melt. Here's the thing. I, I don't like the chorus. I think the chorus is the worst part of the song. <laughs> I think the verses are kind of pretty, like, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, with some like background vocals and, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. He's got an inoffensive voice. Like, James went to me, like, his voice was like super annoying and whiny. Like, this guy's voice is like yeah. super plain, which I guess is kind of boring, but it's. Shouts to a Canadian on the top also. I think he's one of two this this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the thing about this song, like, I, this song is, like, I, I might be, maybe wrong, uh, but, like, it sounds like it's in a major key. Like, it's a really happy-sounding song, which, it, like, it could, it might not have been. Like, it could have been a downer, um, which made mm. me think that, like, maybe he's trying to play, like, he wrote this song also, so maybe he's trying to play with, like, I don't know, some juxtaposition of just looking on the bright side because he never actually, it's not meant to be like a cheer up song. It's just about like, sometimes you have a bad day and he just describes ways that people have bad days. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of like that the, the like, I don't know, just the sound of it is, uh, is more upbeat. And also there's a nice key change all the way at the end. That's pretty fun. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I was going to say, this was the point where I was just like noticing that every single song 
didn't have a bridge or didn't have a bridge that was very different from the rest of the song. And then this came on with like, you know, bridge with a key change leading to like a breakdown. It just felt, okay, good. That was, it was, I was happy to finally get it. And I think it works well in this song. I, li I like the lyric, the lyric in the chorus where he says, you had a bad day, the camera don't lie. That always stood out to me. <laughs> like, 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 like wait, wait, so, so what that means is like, you look like shit. So yeah, like, like, we all can see it. Like, like you're having a bad day, you look like shit. <laughs> okay. Who is this song about? That's a little. All of us. Little, you didn't have to mention that, but okay. <laughs> um, also, yeah. his last name is Powder. 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 Did, did anyone? I, I'm curious now if you got like any other songs that like what were even close to like making it on the charts. I bet he did well in Canada. Maybe. Dave, working. any thoughts? Is Bad Day still popping? I have no thoughts of the song whatsoever. <laughs> are, they, are they playing? Are they playing this? Yeah. At, are they playing this at weddings with temperature and laughing Jaffe? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> nah, maybe it, I don't know. This is—I mean, this would be a really awkward song to play. Sure. Yeah, he didn't uh, even he didn't have any big follow-ups really. Even in Canada, he never got back up to number one. Mm. I'm sure he makes plenty of money today from this song. Still, like syndication. Um, all right, May 13th to May 27th. This is the first number one song for Rihanna. Oh, really? The song is SOS. I, 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 I'm definitely going to publish this video to your, not, not because like, you know, you guys, you guys were dancing like uh, in the last episode of Bunt, you know, but like the contrast between what we played that day and people were just kind of like, listening. <laughs> immediately as they're playing this song and Dave and Ari are just like, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun song. Right, one right after the other. So it's fun. It's a lot, it's a yeah, lot I mean, I'm so I mean, go ahead. There, there's a theme that I'm starting to notice with some of these tracks, like this song, Temperature, Grills, even Laffy Taffy, like all these songs are really hard hitting, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like kind of relentless. Is there oh. any other Rihanna song or single that has such a hard hitting beat? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Is there? I mean, what about I mean, like Disturbing Only Girl in the crazy. World. Only yeah, Disturbing is a good example. Ari, to your point, like it really, it does feel like you have, you know, with Bad Day and You're Beautiful, like this, the whiny guy mixed with the like, just, yeah, the, the peaking Atlanta hip hop, but also like, I mean, SOS is like, 
I don't know, it's just, it has like such an industrial sound to it. And it's like yeah. a real four on the floor dance vibe. And also has like a ray gun sound. Like I don't know yeah. what that alien little thing is. It's like, <laughs> it totally changes the song. Like pew pew. <laughs> well, the, the, the sample is so like great. Yeah, yeah. Can't it love sample? Like that's, you know, like I- I'm I didn't even realize like, it was sampling Tainted Love. That's, yeah, I totally hear it now though. Yeah, no, it's like, it's such like a, it's so like central to it, but it's also like, it, like makes me think like why why is like why is this is how is this the first time this has happened to like make a big song from that sample like it just seems to like mm. you know and why hasn't it happened since I, yeah someone needs to do it again um ponda replay got to number two it's worth mentioning but not number one so this was her first one number one song uh, okay. until until umbrella which we'll get to next year uh, is it just me or does this not get mu- as much play now as her other hits from around this time? And it surprises me. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it feels like a sleeper. I mean, I would wonder like what she, I mean, she, she doesn't like, she hasn't made music in so long, but I like, I, I would love to hear like her, th- her thoughts on this song because it was like her first album, you know? And, and I feel like a lot of like big artists, like maybe that maybe I'm making this up, but like, you know, think of like their first few songs as like, like oh like that was you know the like they don't think of them as like that good but but i feel like ponder replay you still hear all the time do you i, I don't know i feel like i do yeah no, this is a who who produced this song i want to i should look that up because yeah i mean it's just like it's such like a fun song like i, I don't know how anyone could like not enjoy it at the very least um but yeah i could see it also being like you know based around the sample and like you know, maybe like she, you know, people wouldn't think of it as like her, like, you know, most iconic song or whatever. In the same way that, like, you know, they think of like, I don't know, like everyone thinks, of, I, I don't know if it's still the way now, but like, I feel like when Umbrella came out, I was like, oh, like this is like her yeah. you know, <laughs> song, like, you know, but I don't know. Maybe this people weren't taking the song seriously, but it's a really. This song. was her first number one. Yeah. Definitely. If you had asked me, like, I, I would never have, I mean, I'm not a huge Rihanna fan, but like, I, I could identify some. And like I would never say this is the first one. It's like it's like a total availability bias, or like <laughs> the one that gets the like umbrella would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. This is the the guy. So the the guy who produced his name is J. R. Rodham. He's like a white guy from South Africa. Who this was his first number one song he produced, and then uh, and then later he produced. Uh, and this makes sense to me, kind of now that I know it. Uh, Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston. <laughs> oh, okay. So, like, those were, I guess, it's a different song, song now. And, and then years later, okay, I'm looking at this now. He did uh, IS Replay, and like all these songs <laughs> that look a similar vibe to them. Like, at least, you know, so there you go. Um, fun fact. All right, June 3rd to June. 10th. This is a song that I thought would be even higher in the, the year right Yeah. Uh, we have the first and I think only number one song by Chameleon Air. This is Raiden featuring Crazy Bone. Uh, 
Nine on the deck in a TV screen Riding with a new chick, she like cola Next to the PlayStation controller It's a full clip in my pistola Send a jacker into a coma Girl, you ain't on crazy like crazy bone Just tryna bone, ain't tryna have no babies Ride clean as hell, so I pull in ladies Laws on patrol and you know they hate me Your music turn all the way up into the maximum I can speak to some niggas, try to jack for some But we packing something and what we have for um We'll have a nigga locked up in the maximum Security cell, I'm gripping old Music loud and I'm tipping slow Twin steady twisting like hit this dough Please pull up right behind and it's in his throat The window's down, gotta stop pollution City change niggas like who is that producing? That's the plan skills when we out and cruising. Got warrants in every city except Houston, but I still ain't losing. TV rolling. I've always loved this song, and I still do. This is one of the only ones from the list that I remember liking the moment I heard it. I just, I just, I want to sing along every time I hear it. The other thoughts, Tori. Great Weird Al parody, yeah. White and nerdy, oh, yeah. Yeah. See, this is this is a problem for me. It's like uh, <laughs> it's a really good song. Like I really like it, and and like I, I remember. Okay, uh, Chameleonaire. I remember when he came out. He, I must have just seen like some random like video or, or something on MTV or something where he like was purposely like saying he was like trying to be like the, you know, contrast to like. Mike Jones and Paul Wall because they're both they're all from Houston, but I think he was like mm. trying to be like I'm different or whatever. And he references in the in the clip we heard, didn't he kind of reference Still Tippin? I think there's like a line or something, but um, but anyway, I don't know. Uh, but then the song became so huge, and it was like you know, like he couldn't really talk about being like the underdog and like you know, mm. trying to catch up to the other guys. But uh, with that being said, yeah, it's like I. I like the fact that I think of the Weird Out parody, but I'm also like, is that like ruining the song for me? Because like, I because that's one of the first things I think about when I hear it. Because that was a big song too. Like that was a legitimately big song. The like for for you know, um, so I think about that, and it was also like a walk up song for like I think Ryan Zimmerman or something. So um, yeah, it's a really fun song. I uh, I think I think hearing it now, like the. The, the the lyrics are really like you know um what's the right word like you know it's painting a story like it's a really kind of well-framed like story in a way yeah i definitely oh, did not but, pick up on the uh you know the discussion of racial profiling and police brutality when yeah I was and actually that that's that's the other thing i was gonna say was like you know coming from a super like bubbled you know bubble white high school like removed from you know anything that the the song is referencing like at the time when they said riding dirty i was like what like like he's driving too fast or something like i had no idea what you know he was Zero, i got the drug reference but at the time i was just like oh you know rappers sing about doing drugs and stuff and i was like well, just it, missing it, all the you know all the nuance of the whole thing but it also it also references like not you're not having like clean papers on a car like you're riding a dirty vehicle like it's not registered yeah. it's you know so uh, <laughs> I guess he's, he's just trying to fast too, but I guess that's not the main problem. That's not the main thing he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize Crazy Bone was uh like I didn't know him. You know, I knew Crazy Bones back in the nineties. That's but I, was, I was like, is someone gonna talk about the Crazy Bone thing? Like his verse is great. <laughs> verse I didn't great. remember his verse whatsoever, and then I thought it was great when I heard it. <laughs> 
but like I have no idea who he is. And I, did he take his name from the toys that like that you played with? <laughs> I feel like you must. Have. Like that's a great question. Crazy about it's so horrible. Or, or it's just because he was in Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah. Well, that, that that's where the bone comes from. I don't know about the crazy part. He's just crazy. <laughs> um, Bone Thugs and Harmony at the time, I I actually remember like seeing they had, they had like a minor comeback at the time. I wonder if it was like maybe somewhat because of the song or maybe this was like the result of that but um yeah fun fact this is the number one song when montenegro declared its independence from serbia and montenegro (laughs) moving on to (laughs) i'm just gonna find the most like dumbest like stories to point out um june 17th to june 24th another song that i thought would be on a number one song for longer but uh shakira this is hip so live Featuring Wycliffe. And when you walk up on the dance floor, nobody can let it go. The way you move your body is smooth. And everything's so unexpected, the way you write and lift it. So you can keep on shaking it. Never really knew that she could dance like this. She make a man want to speak Spanish. Como se llama? Bonita. Shakira, Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on. I, I want to just predict before Will, you offer your thoughts. If if I remember correctly, I think you loved this song when it came out. Uh, I love Shakira around now and uh, <laughs> whatever that one before this was. But as much as I love the song, I had no recollection of the White Club John verse whatsoever. What? I don't know. And honestly, <laughs> I like it a lot, but I feel like it doesn't add a lot to the song. Maybe I just want more just Shakira belting it out. I don't know. He's everywhere in the song. He like almost sings. He has like almost as much as as Shakira. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't realize at the time. I love the trumpets at the beginning of the song. It's yeah. like you just know what, exactly what the whole song. I mean, once you know the song, but like you just know what it is as soon as you hear the trumpets. I love songs like that. And isn't it? Aren't those trumpets used in a more recent song? Or am I making that up? I don't see that on the Wikipedia page. I feel like somebody should sample the trumpets that they haven't yet. Oh my god! Yeah. Like someone else sampled that from this song. Yeah. Well, where are the trumpets originally from? A Rayton song? I don't know. It's not an original thing. No, which I wasn't sure about. I'm seeing now. Uh, uh, Jerry can... Rivera for his album Punta Conmigo in 1992. There you go. So oh, yeah. she's she sampled the trumpets from that. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, my one thought, Elad, is like I. The song was like everywhere, that I'm surprised it was only number one for two weeks. I know. Like, if you were to tell me that this was on was the number one song for like less time than like, check on it. Or... But David, you see why this only lasted two weeks, right? Because we were in the last year of the unstoppable juggernaut that was whichever American Idol winner single came yeah. out always oh, well, you're, you're, yeah you're 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 um getting a little ahead of yourself well but yeah um that's true <laughs> and 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 the song of the summer after that um but yeah no I, yeah it's a really fun song but it, like again it's like it was everywhere to me that like i never need to hear the song again personally um with that being said it's a really well-made song <laughs> And I like White Club's verses. Like, I think he kind of, you know, it's kind of a fun, like, you know, he's having fun. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a little playful back and forth, which another song does really well on this list. 
Um, I don't know. There's something about Shakira. I, I, like, I know, like, her voice is what makes her unique, but for some reason, like, I don't love her voice. Which I think I'm with David on this one. I like the. I think Wyclef actually makes the song. If two word, one word, actually. Shakira, Shakira. <laughs> yeah, like that's right. Like, that's, the, that's the hottest part of the song part. right there. <laughs> But I'm surprised. Like I, I thought he would have been like a producer for the song, but he's not actually. The producer was Shakira, so that's kind of cool. I like the story behind the title, which I didn't know until I read the Wikipedia. Which is like when she was coming with songs with producers or writing partners, she'd always say like, if if she decided the song wasn't good enough, she would say, "My hips don't lie. Are they moving? They're not moving. So this is not ready." So that was how she would determine if a song was ready to be released. If it was making her hips move. So that that's so that's what it means. Mm-hmm. Like, like, have, like my hips have a, like a critical like taste. That's interesting. Um, so so the what, first only number one from a, a Colombian. I think the first one. It's a, I was reading. Was this her only number one song? No, I think it was. Uh, I think she uh, had a song with Beyonce, right? Oh yeah, that one. Um, what's it called? I, I know you're talking about Beautiful Liars, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. But was like, what about like, like was like whenever, was, wherever, or whatever the song? I, yeah, that was, oh, what I was whenever, wherever. Yeah. I know. I don't know if I picked it from the top 100 or if we discussed it in the number one, but I feel like it's come up in this podcast. We definitely talked about it at some point. Uh, but we'll have to look that up. But in the meanwhile, we, we transition to our, our now annual um, uh, discussion of the one week for the American Idol winner of that year. And I think this is the last year. I think this is the last year. Yeah, it, we looked it up. When so, we were so, this it. So, so, the, so this is it. So five straight years. The last year we have an American Idol having a number one song just because they won the contest. And it's the first and I believe only number one song for Taylor Hicks. Uh, and the song is called Do I Make You Proud? What? I want you me through. Now I can see. And I believe it's only just beginning. This is what we dream about. But the only question with me now. Yeah, right. It kind of has a gospel element to it, but like is it's he, a romantic oh, okay. relationship. Oh, okay. With God, just like so relevant. The um, uh, that song by Aerosmith. You don't want to miss a thing. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, he totally ripped that off. Um. Yeah. Well. Okay. So we've talked about like each year we've done this. So we've talked now at this point about Kelly Clarkson's song from American Idol. We talked about Clay Aiken. We talked about Fantasia having number one song. We talked about Carrie Underwood, which was my personal favorite of the number ones from American Idol. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, my problem with just all these songs in general is like they're so like generic and they're 
Like they're purposely written so that anyone can sing them. Like, you know, cause like they didn't know who's going to win. So, uh, you know, and you know, I don't know. I think of, of the people I just mentioned, Taylor Hicks probably has the least, you know, the least successful career. So uh, I, feel, I feel like it's a product of American Idol being, um, like oh yeah, definitely old news after Carrie Underwood, especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I was amazed after like Kelly Clarkson uh, was so popular um, that I mean, like, that any other season still had the same power, but then you know, Carrie Underwood kind of like broke the mold and then taylor hicks comes up after her and is expected to be like to matter <laughs> it's like this dude who's like 38 and has like all gray hair it's just like doesn't <laughs> i still remember i was like i remember watching it and be like this isn't it this is... <laughs> well, I wonder, it's over. I, I do wonder like i mean i wonder if like because his like i like i was definitely i i was watching on and off during this point that was probably like one of the last seasons that i've watched any of the american idol stuff but like you know, the thing with him, it was, like, like the novelty was, like, oh, he's this, like, young guy with gray hair, which, like, now, like, like, would that even be, like, would people even care? I think people wouldn't know, obviously, they would notice, but, like, I don't think it would be such an, like, as explicit of, a like, a novelty thing as it was during this period. Um, but it was always, like, like, you know, it's, like, okay, this guy has, you know, he, it's, like, he had a decent voice. He was always, like, kind of very energetic. Like, he was, like, a show, showman guy and, like, singing, like, soul songs and it's like oh i guess maybe there's like something that's like kind of funny and entertaining about like this like gray hair white guy singing like going off but it was, was kind of like he was- weird, it was kind of a weird thing of like i don't know like was anyone really taking him that seriously like which is kind of a mean thing to say because like I mean, he's one but i don't know like it definitely wasn't the same thing of like you know when like kelly clarson or you know fantasia or Carrie Underwood one was like, oh, this person's like really, really talented and this is gonna be like a star. So yeah. I don't know. I was wrong. He was 29. Uh he was at the time the oldest contestant to win, and he had like a full gray head hair. That's still like not that old. <laughs> so no, it's not. And um, and like and like 29, like having gray hair, it's like that's not that unusual. Like no, but, I mean it's just at the time that was like what was interesting about him though. <laughs> it's like yeah. they like tried to find make him interesting. Oh, God, I can't talk about the song anymore. Yeah, okay. Apparently, he had like a soul patrol. Yeah, okay. he was a soul patrol. He, he he had his own like crew. Okay. Like, you know, white suburban mothers who like weren't afraid of or anything. Um, oh, there's a weird old version of the song which I never would have guessed. <laughs> what? It's called "Do I Creep You Out." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I'll listen to that later. <laughs> um, so, okay, now, now we, so we transition away from the uh, our on our last American Idol detour. Right, last comment about this song. <laughs> he didn't even release this. This he released it as a B side to a Doobie Brothers cover. <laughs> this was a B side. This was a B side to a Doobie Brothers song. Do I oh, make no. or uh, taking it to the streets? <laughs> wow, interesting. It's weird that that, which well, I guess he did at American and Idol, did and he loved. Yeah. Um. All right. July eighth to August twelfth. This is the song of the summer right here. This is six weeks of number one. We have "Promiscuous" by Nelly Furtado. Each and- <laughs> 
This is like the beginning of like Timberland just like taking over everything. Like mm. he's everywhere. I love one thing I like about the song a lot is like just kind of the back, like the constant back and forth. Like it's not even just like you know featuring Timberland, like he has his own verse. Like it's just you know, it's a conversation. It's literally a conversation. Mm, yeah. Um, and I can't put my finger on what it is, but I feel like it's the only song I could think of where just from the sound of it, it feels like they have so much chemistry uh singing together. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing too is like okay Nelly Furtado like I don't know if we talked about it when like we did our own t- but like you know like fly like what's it called I'm like a bird yeah and oh then, yeah and, uh, and uh, what was the other uh, there's another big one on that album turn off the light yeah but like those are kind of like folky songs and like this was like her like you know big like pop mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. It worked, and, and I like her other big songs from this period too. I think it's just like it's Timberland's just like beats. That's that's really mm-hmm. for me what it came down to. So I wish they harmonized them. Mm-hmm. I love their voices, like the they're you know such different voices. It works well together. But they never sing at the same time. Oh yeah. I like the Steve Nash line. I was going to say, I like the random references. Steve Nash, they referenced the Thomas Crown Affair movie. It's like, <laughs> oh, I didn't not even that. like a current, it's very strange. I definitely didn't catch that one. There's also a Roses Are Red poem in there. Yeah, Timberland uh, shows up elsewhere this year. He had a pretty good year as far as features go. He will, he will be showing up very shortly. Um, this song is also thematically kind of similar to the Beyonce song check on it that we listened to earlier I think was there something about like when the song came out I, I don't know if it was like even correct in saying this but like people were like oh what they're talking about is like it's not pr- promiscuity like using the word promiscuous is not appropriate here but it's like it kind of is listening back to it right because it's like the song is just like oh she's teasing him and like they're kind of teasing each other right but, it's also a pretty sophisticated word for a song. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like they're able to like make a build a course around the word promiscuous. Like it's pretty impressive. Promiscuous. Yeah. 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 Ari, to your point, like even even Hips Don't Lie has that same like um dialogue quality to it mm-hmm. between, you know, Wipe Up Shakira. Like he's just kind of screaming her name and oh, he also has verse, but like um yeah, a, a few of these songs this year have um a real like back and forth quality to him yeah so any any final thoughts on i i don't want to i realize we have a lot of songs but we're we're nearing the the fall um let's say i totally forgot steve nash one not just one mvp but back-to-back mvps so oh he was good good at this song and that uh you know small point guard is winning mvps and you know a reason why she's referencing him is that the fact that they're both from Canada. So, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other Canadian to be on the list. <laughs> so I thought it was it was Nelly Furtado and oh Daniel Powder. Daniel Powder. <laughs> big year for Canada. Big oh year yeah. For, big year for Canada. Mahmoud Montenegro. Montenegro. Um and in some ways uh, a big year from London. Speaking of London, I'm transitioning to August 19th to September 2nd. Three weeks in number one. It's the debut solo single for Fergie, and it's called London Bridge. Absolutely. This is this is 100% building off of like, you know, uh, uh what's back girl. girl. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. What does it even I, mean like my London Bridge? What is the like no idea what then you What is it even her like her panties? Like what is it? <laughs> like, no, no, yeah, and even at the time, I remember people at the time like being like what does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Like like no like it, it's not even like, you know, uh, I don't know, like between that and Laffy Taffy, I feel like maybe Laffy Taffy was more like explicitly like, oh yeah, Laffy Taffy, like yeah, like what is London Bridge going down? Um, she just I, wanted to play off the like the nursery rhyme or whatever, the children's song, and it's yeah, like, what yeah. if we just made that with like a a weird like warehouse beat behind it? <laughs> yeah, so like far the least annotated song on genius of everything we've listened to so they don't even i can't even see the internet's opinion on what london bridge really <laughs> i feel like i mean the song like kind of disappeared i don't know like it i wonder if like it was number so like there was no number one song we talked about so far at least with with black eyed peas like they didn't have a number one at this point which is kind of surprising because they had big songs but like i remember when her she went solo it was like you know it's a big deal like oh fergie's going solo so like maybe that's part of why it was number one um yeah, I mean, I would agree, like, with um, what Chris was saying was, like, with I never liked the song. But I will say, like, I think it's at least, like, self-aware that it's so stupid. Like, it's such a silly right. concept. Well, and yeah, think, at like, the very end of... Yeah. Go ahead. At no, the no, very I was going like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I think we're delayed, like, a second, which is why it's making this hard. But no, at no, the no, very no. end of the track, there's... Um, did you listen all the way to the end? There's, like, these I, I, I know, who are... Yeah, who are like kind of making fun of how dumb it is, I think, like in a British accent. They're like just saying the, the lyrics to the song. Yeah, it's like it's self aware, dumb. Like, I think, I think Fergie, you know, does that well. Like, I think she does a lot of like self aware, dumb stuff that I think she's aware is dumb, but you know, but yeah, like Fergalicious is a better song. That's from the same period. No other thoughts 
on London Bridge, one of these huge songs. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to make this like a three-hour episode. <laughs> you can move it. I know. I'm okay. Um, too many right. number ones this year. There's going. a lot of number ones, uh, but we're almost there. Um, September 9th to October 21st. Seven weeks in number one, the song of the fall is a return of Justin Timberlake with Sexy Back. I want to I want to just quickly so I I remember where I was when I first heard the song I was I was on a uh, a summer trip with uh, my friend our our friend and and frequent listener Alex Pasternak um, in New Mexico and we were in like a car with like the other people in this group it was like a like you know a community service trip thing that we just did and the song came on the radio it's like this is, you know the, like this is the first song from justin timberlake for his new album and like i remember hearing it i was like what the fuck is this like what is this because like the production and just like his voice being so distorted like it's like what like th- this is a justin timberlake song like i don't know what this is and i don't know i wonder if like you guys had any similar you know reactions at the time but it's it is still like it's such a weird song to me it, it's a really cool song it's not my favorite song of his from this period we'll get to that but like um it's a really original weird song like it's definitely the weirdest song to me like from this whole list so far yeah i'm, I'm glad you said that it's weird to me too like <clears throat> i really like um his song uh, it came out later it's called suit and tie and that like it, that is so different like from Mm-hmm. like this like didn't they make wasn't this um this song played in like a bally's gym commercial like bally's total fit like i just remember it being it's like <laughs> weird are you like that? dark yeah it's working out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was weird i feel like they keep getting to this like industrial vibe thing it's got this weird like definitely definitely i think it rocks I remember thinking it was overrated at the time, but listen now, I have no idea why. I think it's, it's really cool. I think I was just kind of over saying like, come on, Justin Timberlake's done. Like NSYNC is over, like he doesn't need his own career. And then I'm like, but listen now, I'm like, oh, this is fucking badass. What do you like about it, Will? I, did, I just like the beat. It just is like so in your face and just like rocking hard. I like that. Justin Timberlake gives America one of its earliest mainstream America one of its earliest references to twer- twerking. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't. I forgot about that. Because also in check on it, like a lot that I miss as you know, a guy in the suburbs thinking twerking was like not a thing until much later. It was like talked about in two different number one songs in two thousand six. Justin Timberlake. So weird. Yeah, with Laffy Taffy, is you think it's about twerking? But I was watching the music video and there's no twerking. <laughs> I was very disappointed. This uh this track, David, I'm curious, does this track remind you of L C D sound system at all? Huh. Um, I could I kind of see what you mean. Yeah. Like in that it's like 
very much indebted to like electronic music um yeah no i mean i, I yeah and again like i think that just speaks to like it's such a I mean, I, I just saw a quote again on the Wikipedia page from Justin, like at the time, Justin Timberlake said, like, he was like glad that it got these like, you know, divided reactions, um, which A, I think it's kind of cool that he said that because like, I, I think like Justin Timberlake kind of has, I think rightfully kind of been criticized for like trying to like appeal to everyone, like, and not be like, you know, anytime there's a controversy, he tried to like walk, but like the fact like with this, that he made this like the first single. And so like, this such weird departure from like, you know, not only, not only like in sync, but like his other solo stuff at the time. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's really cool, and you know, wish it kind of happened more. Um, but as I again, I, I just think this is an example. Like it's as good as Justin Timberlake is, and and I love just kind of his vocal runs in the song, and it's kind of very simple. Like I think it's ultimately it's such, it's it's a, it's a Timberland song, like featuring him, in my opinion. Like it's just his production is just so out of left field, and so like you know he's all over the place this year so one pet peeve is that he like i never like when the uh the, like the, they like signpost the chorus where he's like like bring the chorus in or like <laughs> bring the hook in i'm just like just let it happen man. like just, like we all know where we're going i don't know it's just, it feels cheesy to me like that was awesome here's some more awesome stuff <laughs> i'm a sucker for that you, stuff yeah <laughs> you know that, that's um i think that's actually a reference to james brown uh-huh there's a there's a song any of the song sex machine but uh yeah there's like a line from it like take him to the bridge which they also yeah. say in this song yeah he says jt describes the song as david bowie and david byrne covering james brown's sex machine that's a little much i mean but it is he says like, so himself but yeah, the, I, actually actually i the song fame by david bowie i think there's actually a connection there i could i can hear that actually I never thought of that. That's fair. Um, October 28th to November 4th. This is the first number one solo song for Ludacris, which is really surprising to me. The song is called Moneymaker featuring Pharrell. I bet you look even better with me in between I keep my mind on my money, money on my mind But choose a hell of a distraction when you shake your behind I got J.O. up on my right side Pouring some cups, my whole hood is to my left And they ain't giving a fuck So feel free to get loose and get carried away So by tomorrow you forgot what you were saying today But don't forget about this feeling that I'm making you get And all the calories you burn from me making you sweat The mile high points you earn when we take in my jet And how every way you you turn i'll be making you wet because you can right. this is the this is the first number one song for ludicrous and that to me like overshadows everything like I, I could not believe that this is the first number one song for ludicrous um because i didn't remember it that much but um i'll say uh, the, the only thing i have to offer this is is uh, there's one line in the song that's uh, my, my favorite you're beating me to it go for it um but i'll 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 what 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 is it, Will? Uh, let me give you give you some swimming lessons on the penis. Backstroke, yeah. <laughs> backstroke, backstroke, breaststroke, stroke of a genius. Yep, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's my favorite. <laughs> and the way he says it, he says he says, "Let me give you some swimming lessons on the penis." Like he, like he knows it's funny. Like and he's like he's just like he's the best at that. He's the best at like these like funny one line, you know. Um, mm-hmm. but that being said, I think it's like a totally <laughs> not super memorable song. I but, like Pharrell's part in the hook. 
Yeah, it's kind of cool. Ari, in the last episode uh, that I watched, you had mentioned, I think um, it was the song with, um, it was Drop It Like It's Hot, right? And um, you had mentioned that like Pharrell's like iconic kind of like looping intro uh, was, was yeah, LT for that yeah. one. And so I was listening for that on this one and you can definitely, it's, I didn't even realize it until I heard it twice. It's like, oh yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. And then it actually comes back later in the song. Like towards the end, they play the intro again, just strangely. Yeah, that's some Pharrell shit. All right. Um, we transition to Justin Timberlake again, November 11th to November 25th. This is My Love by Justin Timberlake featuring T.I. I do, yeah. Because I can see us holding hands, walking on the beach, our toes in the sand. I can see us on the countryside, sitting on the grassland side by side. You could be my baby, let me make you my lady. Girl, you amaze me, ain't gotta do nothing crazy. See, all I want you to do is be my love. So don't give away my love. So don't give away my love. Um, this is the number one song when the uh, Nintendo Wii was released. <laughs> um, yeah, thoughts on "My Love" by Justin Timberlake. No one. This is. I think it's a great song. I think it's a great song. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, uh, I, I want. Yeah, go ahead. I think I think it's a great song. I, I don't. It's it's a. Fun, it kind of reminds me. I could. It if it, it gives give me like a Michael Jackson sort of vibe hearing a song like that. Mm-hmm. And so like uh, I could totally see. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it's a it's a really cool song. I just, I just, I like everything about that song. It's fun. It's cool. Um. Yeah. That's all. I think I think this is the best song Justin Timberlake's ever done. Oh, I, I, th- I think tame. this is the best song. I think this is an like one of the best like pop songs in mm. you know this period. I just it's think so like, it's so <clears throat> his vocals, like you know the the falsetto vocals, um, in the you know, I think that yeah, that's kind of like mirroring the Michael Jackson stuff. Um, but the production too, just kind of the you know that classic like you know mm. chorus. I, I don't even know what's called the synth kind of you know production. I just think it's uh I just I love the song so much and was really happy to revisit it and and glad that it's number one because again it's kind of a weird song too. Like I think I think this period for him, like I mean, this is Justin Timberlake's like best period, this you know, future sex love sounds which at the time I remember being like, I like it's too weird for me, but it's it's such mm-hmm. a cool, like, you know, I kind of wish he did more of it. Um mm-hmm. I, I love the song so much. Pitchfork's number one song in 2006. I don't think we've had many Pitchfork number ones mentioned on this podcast. There you go. Oh, I don't like the falsetto that much. I get the falsetto kind of, by the end of the song, it annoys me, but I agree with you on that. All the rest is a good song. I don't know. It doesn't work with me for some reason. Do do you like this more than Sexy Back? I don't think so. That's a general question. I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Dave's nodding his head. Chris says, "Yeah, I think so. I think I do." Okay. Ooh, we'll we'll say no. Yeah. Go ahead. It's not a strong, strong opinion, but I like that oh, back a little more. 
the chorus is really interesting to me. Like it's more interesting to me in the chorus. I think that's what sways me. Like it's just, just the one line of um, see all I want you to do is be my love. Like I feel like the pitch falls over the whole thing. It just like, it's a really interesting way he sings it. Like the melody, mm. it's, I don't know, just like a lot going on for me, sexy back. Well, I don't need to like compare them, but like, I just like it. So December 2nd to December 9th, this is Akon featuring Snoop Dogg. I would have thought it'd be the other way around, but Akon featuring Snoop Dogg, I Want to Love You from Convicted. Yeah. You pick me, then I'ma pick on you. Digo double G, and I'm here to put this dick on you. I'm stuck on pussy, and yours is right. Rip riding the poles, and them doors is tight. And I'ma get me a shot for the end of the night. Cause pussy is pussy, and baby, I'm pussy for life. Keep it going. They really cut it <laughs> off. I know. I, I, I think, yeah. It, this is. I said I was surprised because I forgot that Snoop Dogg was on the song. Like, this is Akon's song. He's what makes it memorable. He's so good on this song and, like, all these songs. Um, yeah. It's a fun song. Uh I, I still get kind of I, I, chills might be a strong word, but oh, I, think, wow, okay. I feel like I get like frizzen. You know that like there's yeah. like a physical sensation when I hear this. Yeah. Which part? The whole thing? The chorus, definitely the chorus. Just Snoop's yeah. verses. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about. The pussy. Yeah. Over and over and over. Yeah. Also, the, I think part of the, what makes it so powerful for me is just like how the chorus is just so straight up like, I wanna fuck you. It's kind of got that in common with the James Blunt song, you know? Like, they're just like, hmm. Oh, how old were you? I, I, I don't know how old I was, but it was like years after I learned, this came out that I learned that it was not, that was the explicit version was like the actual one, uh, that I wanna yeah. love you. Yeah, so what's the was... actual name of the song? Oh, so the actual name of the song is I Wanna Fuck You. Yeah. Uh, for the explicit, for the explicit version. version, yeah. But 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 even on like Spotify and iTunes, like it's still the explicit version is labeled as I Wanna Love You, which is a little surprising. I think that yeah, I think they try to avoid stuff like that in titles. Yeah. Even for explicit versions. Like even like what's the like Norman fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey? Like it was always just censored on Spotify and stuff. I mean the CeeLo Green song like "Fuck You" is it still maybe they do asterisks, but like they don't say "forget you" on the thing. Like, yeah, but this That's is so time, it's yeah. so direct. Like it, it's almost like yeah. <laughs> it's too it's too direct for this world. I want to fuck you as the song. It's like like all right, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> got it all the, out there. The lack of artfulness, but in some ways the song like. <laughs> Has so much going for it outside of the, the one line, <laughs> like it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah, it's, I, I like to think of it as a response to London Bridge, just like cut out these weird metaphors and pretenses, <laughs> just like let's yeah. let's get let's talk about what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is on like can't get everybody to say I want I want to fuck each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I kind of think of this period too is like this is a period where like there are a lot of songs, big big songs 
that were both like going for like a mainstream thing like you know they were like catchy mm-hmm. but also like explicitly like written for like the strip club like <laughs> like between this and like you know t-pain songs that are happening later oh you know? yeah yeah like, I, I feel like there's stripper. like several songs yeah. that's like yeah. this is like a stripper. Stripper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly like that i mean that's obviously like you know but like i feel like this like i like i like picture the song like in a strip club having gone to a strip club once in my life i picture i still picture the song in a strip club so. i feel like if snoop's verses are more memorable this could be like still like something that gets played all the time now i feel like i don't know yeah maybe i'm maybe you guys disagree i feel like snoop kind of phones it in a bit with his verses so yeah well he's just got that like you know his voice is just so like both memorable but also like doesn't stick out i don't know um i still i still think the songs play a lot though i think it's like you know akon's one of akon's best known songs so. mm. and akon is just like he's his choruses are just always great um last song finally we've reached the end of the uh <laughs> thank you to our listeners for sticking around as we get to our final thoughts um december 16th to, to december 30th and th- and this is a song that will cross over in 2007 uh we have irreplaceable by beyonce i can have so good oh my god yeah can we all agree on that do we all love this so fucking good we all love this song full agreement agreement that this is a great song like i think it's my favorite beyonce song the like i would agree with that yeah there's so many parts of the chorus that are even like what is the chorus you're like what even is the part i'm supposed to like Yeah, I have the exact same note. So many different parts of the song that are just like, yeah, like that hooks, be just like alone hooks. can make a song in any other song. Yeah. Also, wow. like Bad Day, I feel like it's in a major key. Like it's a happy song. It's like very triumphant. And uh, I feel like both of them share that thing. It's like, it's about a, it's a sad subject, but oh, it's yeah. like composed in a way that's meant to be a little like sunnier. And um, it's like, a, it's like confidence. Like, you know, like, oh, it's totally Beyonce. It came out, you know. Yeah. So, Total like Beyonce triumph anthem oh, type yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Like he even has like matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. It's like, pff, it's like some wow. cool shit. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> yeah. um, one thing it's a pet of mine when when lines rhyme a word with the same word, but I don't even care in this song because it's such a good line. Oh, like, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah. God, I could have another you in a minute is such a great line. <laughs> um one thing I think about when I think about because yeah, this is on that I really love now and, and i agree i think it's one of her best songs but one thing i think about is like what is the genre of this song like and to me that's a good thing because it's like i don't like i can't think of another beyonce song that sounds like that like this you know like this acoustic yeah. you know maybe halo i yeah oh, that's yeah, like kind of like a big right? ballad in a way i don't know like this like isn't yeah. like the same big ballad thing like yeah this hits 
Um, yeah. Yeah, like I, I don't think she's had quite another song like it. Like I don't know if I would go as far to say it's like it's my favorite first, but I think it's definitely up there. Like it's just like, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's such a well-made song. And well, apparently it was originally written as a country song. I, I believe that. I believe that totally. It's interesting. Okay, I could, maybe I could, it defies some genre a bit. I could hear this as a country song. But like, does that mean Neo wrote it as a country song? I don't, <laughs> right, I was one, yeah. None of the writers are seem like country writers in any way. But maybe Neo's more eclectic in his writing than I know. Fun fact about the song. Uh, it's last week at number one. Well, December 30th was also the day that Saddam Hussein was executed. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a week. I mean, you know. Wow. Who is having a better uh, better week, Beyonce or Freedom? <laughs> I'm saying, uh, you know, they're listening to the song as they execute him. I remember, I remember. I, <laughs> Where I was one year. <laughs> oh, it was like it was New it... Year's. It was New Year's. I was, it was, I was with my family. I was like, oh, so I'm saying he was executed. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> Happy New Year. Beyonce, you know, okay. <laughs> Let's play Beyonce. <laughs> the also, beginning I'm... of the song, the, the beginning of the song is really like, it just starts it off so strong, like narratively, right? It's like to the left. Okay, now mm-hmm. I'm curious. <laughs> now we're talking about a box, okay? Yes. Oh, this box is for your stuff because you're leaving because right. I got another guy coming through because I hate you. <laughs> it's like it just builds from this very specific detail to this like, you know, universal feeling. Um, I think that's part of what, I mean, still that that line is so iconic, you know, to the left, to the left. I was yeah. going to make the same remark. Like it's, this also seems like the kind of Beyonce like Midas touch. Like it's literally just her saying to the left, and everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, to the left!" And like, but it also like, but to your point though, Ari, like to the left in the context of the song means something like really. It's like the whole point of the song, like, like put your shit over there, like you're leaving. So oh, it's not yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. it's not just right. to the left. It's like a very thematic, small kind of like representation of the whole song. So I think like it has mm-hmm. a lot of weight, even though it's just three words. Beyonce yeah, knew that. And then that, that phrase, the to the left phrase, like that was a big like kind of thing at the time. Like I remember, you know, it's kind of like I don't, I don't know what you call it, like not a meme, but like you know, something that was like kind of part yeah. of the culture. Didn't 30 Rock make a joke about that? Like I, I think Ken, yeah. Kenneth was saying, like, haters to the left when he was like in a, he was like doing security, I think, for a line. Oh, like, exactly. haters to the left. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. But yeah, it had staying power. Uh, it won the favorite song award at the 2007 Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, actually, I wonder if there's any, if there's been other song. I'd have to look this up. This will take some research. But has there been any other song that's won both the award for the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards for favorite song and the uh, uh, best uh, single at the at the Soul Train Music Awards? Like, has there been that crossover? <laughs> It's real evil. It's I want to fuck you. That's what I'm Yeah, it beat I want to fuck you at the kids' choice. It's a universal song. You know? Yeah. So so we, we've reached the end. That's a marathon year. That was a lot of songs. 
maybe the most for any year. Sometimes it's like only like nine songs. That's a lot of songs. But do we want to get to our top five as we as we wrap this up? Really? So so I'll 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 play some previews as we're talking as as you bring up your you know, uh, especially for songs that we haven't talked about yet. But any 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 anyone want to volunteer to start with their top five? Do you want to talk about a few honorable mentions you can too? Okay. All right. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Cool. So my uh, <clears throat> my top five. Should I go in reverse order? Five yeah, first. Yeah. Okay. We, we like to make it dramatic. Yeah. Okay. So my number five is Gold Digger by Kanye featuring Jamie Foxx. Oh yeah. Mostly same reason actually as the as hips don't lie like um the the Ray Charles sample like just right away um, just like. Pfft. I love Kanye's songs for this, like Heartless is like this, where you just like, you hear the opening part and you're like, let's strap it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just love the story that Jamie Foxx has told about Gold Digger that like, he, I think he initially, no, it's for slow jams, but he, he like, you know, he's done a few songs, but like he would sing it wrong and Kanye's like, stop singing it like an R&B star, <laughs> like <laughs> sing, it, sing it different. Number four, I had Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. Which is just... wait, wait. Let me. I'm, oh, I'm you want to play a gold digger? Yeah. Well, I'll play a little sample. So, gold digger. We've. Well, I'll, I'll just do unwritten as as I'll do a short. Okay. Yeah. That was a high up in the list too. Oh, good. Um, I just chose that because it's a fantastic song. Um, and it should have been higher up in the entire year. Uh, number three, I had Lips of an Angel by Hinder. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. You're, this motherfucker. Your, your, right. your reaction is partly why I chose it, but. All right, let me. Let, yeah. I guess we never really moved on. It's really good to hear your voice saying my name. I haven't heard that song since 2006. Oh, it's wow. amazing. Uh, it's, I remember it's such a dusty, like just I remember all the words instantly. It was like I like that because it's like Creed, but cool. <laughs> I, that was a song that I, I listened to, like I hugged to death. I listened to it straight. Um, and I think it was my most listened to song on my iTunes in 2006. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, number two, classic. Uh, Feel good ink by gorillas yes some of these are a little some of these are uh from for 2005 tickets too I, I didn't even realize that was a uh just like is nothing it was it's one of those songs i was like i don't know what this is and i'm gonna listen to this band for while i can't tell <laughs> and uh you know, that also makes me realize like this was like the beginning of like not the beginning but like this was like when like itunes was peaking and like ipods were peaking like this is definitely like when like but at the same time it's like the singles you know it's like you know you could just get these singles on itunes oh, or, yeah. i guess you could, yeah i guess you could always do that with like you know like napster and the flywire and stuff like that but but like you know because i think i still think of that song in like the ipod commercial um, yeah it, like it was a transition period for music i mean this is the mm-hmm. same like this song also just like gold digger was like it's just from their beginning it's like, ooh, 
Like I'm like I'm ready for the entire song to play. Um, all right, my mm. number one is "Every Time We Touch" by Cascada. Oh, and it's, <laughs> it's like this song is timeless. All right, I'll play. like when i was 11 or 12 when sandstorm came out by darude i was just I remember oh, hearing that and like it blowing my fucking mind yeah and then this came out when i was like 15 and i was like oh here it is again and it, like it's so good it's so good like, yeah i've got a feeling that every time we touch would be the number one song for frequent listener and, and frequent guest of the pod jack naren probably <laughs> like i could be 80 years old and hear that song and, and want to start dancing we are all just dancing i know it's it's impossible <laughs> very good all right who wants to all right let me go uh so my fifth spot i was like deciding between a million songs and i should say that a bunch of songs chris picked i would have picked except that we discussed them in 2005 so i so i skipped them just for my list because i already had them on the list before but also in addition to feel good ink and gold digger i also probably would have thrown uh because of you on there as uh, 2005 songs that i skipped because of 2006 so i was assigning yeah. so many i couldn't the decide Kelly so Carson song? yeah i think <laughs> it was on my 2005 list that's a great song okay uh what was i gonna say um oh so i couldn't decide so i just picked what i think is maybe the most embarrassing song of the ones i was deciding between which is uh chasing cars by snow patrol that's, that's, oh, your, yeah. that's your number five that's my number five all right uh snow patrol if i lay here if i just lay here would you lie with me and just forget the world it's a big big gray's anatomy song <laughs> a song that <laughs> i so this come up on the podcast briefly before but freshman year of college i'm like i'm gonna make a mix of you have all my favorite songs in the top 100 from every year of my life so kind of a precursor to this whole podcast and mm. for some reason i had never heard that song in 2005 so i can't even like blame nostalgia it's like even college me was just thinking that was such a pretty song and loving it um mm. number four uh is a band uh from a band that i feel like doesn't get enough credit like you hear you still hear blink 182 so much but you never hear the all-american rejects uh and that is dirty little secret mm -hmm. that's a good song <laughs> i'll keep you my dirty little secret don't tell anyone or you'll be just another regret my dirty little secret who has to know i feel like all their number one i mean all their singles are so good and you don't hear them that much anymore it's such a catchy song. That's yeah, so good. Such a catchy song. Such a good riff. Uh, Unwritten is my number three. Okay. Irreplaceable is my number two. And my number one with a bullet song I adore is Crazy by Neural Sparkly. Mm. Yes. Mm. So, yeah.
What makes it your favorite? What what makes it number one with a bullet? I don't know. I just it is kind of a strange song. It doesn't sound like anything else you're hearing that year. You just think the lyrics are so fucking good. Like something so special about that place. Awesome. Mm. She just got a great voice. I love it. Yeah. It's like one of those songs that everyone loves. Or one that can at least enjoy it. Like everyone seems to like it. Um I'll, I'll quickly go through mine, then I'll let uh, Ari and, and Dave wrap us up. Um, I just I, I I wanted to just mention two quick little honorable mentions. One is "Temperature" by Sean Paul, which is a song that I never would have put at the time, but you know, as we talked about, it's such a great song. Number six, uh, I had a hard time leaving it off, but I had to. Is is "Danny California" by the Chili Peppers? Oh man, I was for, for, for reasons that I mentioned, but I still think it's a it's a, you know any Chili Pepper song is dumb, but like. It, it's such a fun, catchy rock song and a great solo and a great video. Um, number five for me is uh, Hung Up by Madonna. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like such a, it was like, I guess her big comeback, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the ABBA sample too. Like it's such a, well, mm. you know, such like a timeless sounding song to me. Um, which ABBA song is that? Oh man. Um, put you on the spot. Like, it's is it gimme, gimme, I think I would have to lose it. I, I should know that, but, um, yeah. It's gimme, gimme. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, I, I just, even at the time I was like, you know, like I knew who Madonna was, I didn't know any of her music and when it came out, I was like, oh, this is a good song. Like, you know, cool. Um, uh, number four is Irreplaceable by Beyonce, uh, for reasons we talked about. Number three, uh, is Crazy by Niles Barkley, um, who I saw open for the Chili Peppers actually, which is quite a lineup. Um, number two is My Love, uh, featuring T.I. by Justin Timberlake, for reasons I've talked about. I think it's his best song. Um, and number one, uh, I, I surprised myself by putting this at number one, um, but I think it's his best song, is What You Know by T.I. Yes. Chicks it's just that beat is perfect like his you know yes. the tone of his voice kind yes. of the southern drawl is perfect it's just like yes. has he made anything as good as that like i mean and i also think like that like defines to me like an entire sound like kind of you know but it's, it's also like, it's just like it's it's his biggest song too you know it's like i think for good reason so Bigger than whatever you like. What's that? Bigger than whatever you like. That for me is like uh, they, they sound really similar. Yeah, I, think. yeah, yeah. I, I I I like it more. I, I just think it's like it's like it's like the perfect like you know it's 
sounds like gritty you know it's super gritty but it's also like catchy somehow like yeah, it, yeah. like kind of i think it's such a great song i love it i like the, I love- line, I like the line about chirping back like, <laughs> you know showed he chirp and he chirped back i'm like what who's chirping yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the the writing of the hook it's like like what you know about that i i know all about that like, <laughs> <laughs> like tell me about it i know uh, yeah, yeah. No, I like how Ty raps it. Like you hear his accent when he raps, and it's like more than just other southern rappers. Right, like he 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 accentuates his like draw, which is like such a cool like detail. So yeah, who wants to go next? I'll go. I'll go next. All right, uh, number five for me uh, is going to be. Uh, I, I had fun making this list actually, um, but yeah, number five for me is going to be shoulder lean. By Let's hear it. I really, really like this song because it's, it's it's just a fun song, and I guess you just do whatever you want. You have fun during the song, but there's some lyrics in the song that really just stood out for me. You guys want to hear some? Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we got suicide doors, brown rover looking like pork and beans. <laughs> I don't even get that. Okay. Uh, everybody know me in the club because they smoking me. His name's Young Dro. I don't know. I thought that was cool. Uh, what else we got? Uh, <laughs> there's some. Our cars look like crayon. Hoes know I'm the man, though. I can show the lean. I don't know how to dance, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, what an inclusive song. But but anyway, can't anyway dance. yeah. So I really like that song. It's a fun. It's a fun beat. And I don't know. It's cool. It's fun. But I, I just remember like the. the uh, it was a fun song. I remember the, the lyrics just kind of flowing, kind of dance to it. It's it's a cool song. All right, coming in number four is uh, Fall Out Boy. Sugar, we're going down swinging. Oh, oh yeah, okay. it's on my short list. Yeah. Me and my buddy Phil listened to a lot of Fall Out Boy back in the day. <laughs> and uh and uh so this this song is kind of nostalgic. Um uh and so like I don't know. I, I was at a soft spot for Fall Out Boy. So uh yeah. Uh so number coming at number three is Yo uh in parentheses, <laughs> excuse me, miss by Chris Brown. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh I gotta find see when i i should I, I should know better than just to search for yo chris that's, that's not enough <laughs> really good emo like uh, panic of the disco is on there and two paul voice songs well yeah right talk, talk, talk about talk about the song as i find. i'll talk about the song first okay okay so what i really like what i really like about this song is the music video i'm not sure if you guys seen the video i, I remember but, 
okay, so he's just like chasing this girl down, but he's like dancing behind her. <laughs> so he's like pumping, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and all you just would say is just like, I don't know. I think the purpose of the song is like, yeah, like I want to know your name, but excuse me. I mean, but you're gonna say yo, but then what's the next part? But you just want to get her name. And I don't know, it, but he, whatever. I guess first things first, but the video is so funny. And he's just doing all this crazy stuff through a park, a basketball game. I don't know. It's really fun. It shows, uh, and it's, it's like a fun song to sing, just in general. Right. All right. Um, I'm out of time. She's out the door. I gotta go for mine. I think I'll see I love I, I love how like thick his lisp is in these songs. <laughs> the early songs. Yeah, it's it's a I think it's a really good I think it's if not one of his best songs. Well I get uh, I mean that's so hard anyway. Uh number two, I have Touch It by Busta Rhymes. <laughs> Wait, is this is isn't there a remix? Am I wrong? Uh yeah. there is a remix, uh, okay. but I think this is just the the regular original. One. I think this is just the regular one. I did, they Look, the shit on the ground. Is, it, is that right? Low bus. Now that's the way yes. that it goes. Uh -huh. When we up in the spot, the shit be flooded with holes. Come on. See, we you make it hot, the chicks will come out their clothes. That's when they get it. <gasps> Mommy already know I'm Turn suppose. it up, shorty while in shorty open, she beasting it out. For the record, <gasps> just a second, I'm freaking it out. Come on. While she trying to touch it, I was peeping it out. She turned around and was trying to put my dick in the mouth. I let her. Touch it, bring it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop from at it. That, that Daft Punk sample. I was going to say, what is that sample? Yeah. Third. Exactly. Whatever. So there's so many things I love about this song. You got like a hip hop legend coming out to be like, yo, I can still, here's my, I, you all must have forgotten my rapping technique. And he, and he shows it throughout each song. Like, I'm going to rap a little bit. And he's like, all right, here's the, the lyrical, you know, uh, sprint I'm about to put you guys through. And then, you know, then here's like a nice sample of Daft Punk. So that's cool. I really like that. It was really, it was a nice little like, collision of like cool worlds and blah 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 but number reason, one well just real quick like the reason why why i asked about the remix was because the remix i remember the video yeah it had everyone on it like yeah, it had like banks, i think it had so here's i because I, I i'm now looking at a list so it had lloyd banks it had not only it had mary j blige but it had her yeah. being like some alter ego person who rapped <laughs> I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. had uh here are some more um apparently had a DMX. I don't even remember DMX on it. I think it had a Missy Elliott. It had yeah, yeah. a Poose, good throw yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it had like every everyone. It was mm. like I just remember the video, it was very like memorable, just all the people on it. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Coming in at number one, I have uh Love by Keisha Cole. Ooh. That's also Ari's number one. No, sorry. Okay, I, I found it. Such a good song. Oh my God. I don't know why. Like, it's just, um, uh, like, even if you, 
you feel like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't. Do you feel like you've lost someone? You've made a decision you feel like, or now you feel like it's such a good love song. And then just, I don't know, everything going on in the back. I just prefer it. I like it. <laughs> it's my number one. I sing that song all the time. I don't know. I love that song. Love the love. Is that like a big, was that a big song? Like because I, I I I know some of her other songs. I I just I, I don't remember that. But was it like a big song for her? Like compared to other big yeah, songs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It wasn't Dave's bedroom alone. Just <laughs> thinking of, thinking about some girl. Yeah. High school. Yeah. Freshman year. Freshman. All right, Ari, wrap us up with your top. Yeah, I'll take you home. Take us All home. right, number five. What you know? <laughs> such a such a palette right there. Like, I mean, it's an anthem. It's an anthem. It's like you're rolling through. You're talking about everything that you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything. Everything I know. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, number four. Uh, I had Gold Digger. Kind of for the same reason, I, I think I put two Kanye songs when I did the 2004 one, just because I couldn't not. It's not even like I loved Gold Digger like that, but it just it has such a special place in my heart because it was just so everywhere and it felt like such like a larger than life sort of thing. Number three, Feel Good Ink. I love that track. I mean, I at the time, yeah. Who, who was the... What was their other big song? It was like Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, right? Was this on the same album? No. no. Clint, was... Clint Eastwood came later, I thought. I was like, now Clint Eastwood was like 2000, 2001. Oh, really? It was earlier? Oh, wow. Okay. okay. But did it make yeah, the I feel like right? Sunshine? No. no, no, no. Hmm. I don't think Yeah, it well, this, this one. Um, yeah, I mean, this one too, it like, I think whoever was talking about before, it had kind of like a different feel to it than a lot of the other stuff that was happening at that time. Um, so I think it really just stood out. Uh, plus like the animated characters were, were kind of fun. Number two, I had Irreplaceable. Uh, I, honestly, like that, 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 that might be tied for number one with my number one, mm. but like, and I didn't even realize that I liked the song that much until I rediscovered it a few years back. I think I had completely forgotten about it. Totally. And then, like, I just got that worm in my ear to the left of the left. <laughs> it's it's like, we, all, oh, we all love that song. This is like, yeah. I think it might be like, if, I, if there's somehow a way to measure like from all of our episodes, I don't know if there's like one song we like every person has loved, like right. irreplaceable. And I am not a huge Beyonce fan. Like most of her songs, I actually don't love. But for whatever reason, like that song just really hits. And then for number one, I, I pretty much didn't have a choice. I mean, I had to give it to Crazy by Nellis Barkley. <laughs> I, I could have not. Like, how did that not make your top well, wh five? Wh why yeah, did you have Chris? to? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize shaming was part of the top five process. Um, we, we can get into it. It's just when I, so when I was looking at the list of all the top songs for the, like, I saw that and I was like, okay, well, that's going to be number one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There are yeah. songs that are just like, yeah, I mean, it's like so singular. Like you hear it. I mean, I mean, David, you made this point. Like, yeah. it's 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 like a, a crowd pleaser. Like, yeah, yeah. it's so good. It's like there's so many different kinds yeah. of music in it. 
there's like this is a great song <laughs> yeah, i mean we talked about that like there's certain songs like that where it's like like hey y'all was one of those songs oh like, my god yeah like, it's like you know you got like you know like young people you got like old people like everyone liked that song even you know that was like current song like yeah i think crazy falls into that uh, there was a there was a john mayer song on the list um or the, waiting on the world to change yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. john mayer is another one of those artists that's like depending on the song you could it's probably not your body's a wonderland but like you and your parents probably could both have some sort of positive feeling about it um but yeah like yeah no crazy is pretty good <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one definitely maybe number six all right <laughs> exactly <laughs> Are you gonna put Natasha Bedingfield? <laughs> I mean, honestly, hinder about oh, wow. Norris Barkley is, is, is yeah, right. it's, right. it's all it's all personal. There's like no art, like artistic value in my choices. It's just how I feel. It's just how next, I feel. Next time we, we, we could do like a whole post show about just like knocking each other's numbers. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know any of Dave's songs, <laughs> especially the first oh, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 they could not be number ones and i would not know okay uh, well it's all good okay i'll defend my songs no problem next time i'll, I'll be prepared for war <laughs> we have to keep playing all right well that's it so 2006 2006 what's so year we longest that what longest episode question mark probably oh i'll let you know um but yeah ari dave and chris thank you guys for joining us no problem as, as, thank as you we for re- having me as we return to our podcast this is again like we're, we're restarting this we got to keep this going we got to you should, you should just keep coming back with one more high school friend every every time <laughs> honestly honestly yeah. fine I'm, I'm tired of you know We'll I shouldn't bring say Phil that. next. I say that. Yeah. Phil would love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep adding on. All right. So I'll I'll I'll, leave, I'll 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 outro with you know the song that I think we all love. But. I can have a night in